If you're innovating, creating, or making a difference, this show is for you. Welcome to Over Coffee. I'm Dot Cannon. Here on Over Coffee, we talk with artists and innovators about the process of changing the world in terms of what they do. When you play back that recording, you can spatially walk around within that recorded instance and view it from any angle as though you were there in person, even though it's a recording. It's very similar to literally winding back time. What if you could create your own virtual reality experience without knowing anything about writing code? And what if you could then interact with others in that experience to explore a different time and place. That is just one of the capabilities which Immersive VR Education offers. Immersive VR Education is a multiple award-winning virtual and augmented reality software firm. And in addition to their content creation platform, which is called Engage, they've also created three immersive experiences which bring history to life by allowing viewers to experience historical events as though they're there on site as things are happening. Chris Madsen wears numerous hats in the virtual reality area, including as co-founder of Utah's 750-plus member VR meetup, and he's in charge of business development for immersive VR education. Chris, with everything you're doing right now in VR and XR, How did you first become aware of the power of virtual reality to disrupt, as you say, the ways we learn, work, play, and socialize? Well, I was actually an early adopter. I signed up for the original developer kit from Oculus about, I can't believe it's almost been six years now. Chris said his first VR experience was with a platform called Rift Max Theater. It was a social experience, and that was what intrigued me. I was trying to figure out what is it about VR that can be social. And when I put on that headset, I found myself in the hallway of a theater, and I saw an avatar down the hallway, and he approached me, and when he got into my personal space bubble, I took a couple of steps backwards, and I immediately was overwhelmed thinking, I cannot believe my brain accepted that this was a reality to the point where I actually had to step back to feel comfortable. That sense of presence which Chris experienced led him to wonder how virtual reality was going to change our lives in just about every area. Learning, working, playing, and social interaction. For Chris, that question was life-changing. It was actually shocking to my wife because I took my headset up, I went upstairs and told her what I had just experienced, and I said, honey, I think I'm changing careers. This is going to be my new path. And in fact, it was. And I dove very heavily into the VR community following that experience. According to his LinkedIn page, Chris currently has four major roles in the virtual reality community. The one on which we focused for this particular conversation was his work in business development for immersive VR education. Chris shared the story of how the company was created. The folks over at Immersive VR Education, David Whalen and Sandra Whalen, who are the CEO and COO, were also early adopters at the same time that I was. And they also recognized the power that VR could have in the way we learn and share information and experience things together. Chris said that the Whalens began using VR to create historical documentaries, but with an important difference. Viewers were now on site as historic events occurred. The first 
experience they focused on was the Apollo 11 experience, where you get to experience the entire Saturn V Apollo 11 experience with the astronauts, from Kennedy's speech to liftoff to landing on the moon, re-entry. I would call it a VR documentary where you are there present with the astronauts as they go through this experience. That has done very well. It's one of the more beloved educational experiences out there. And then they went on to create the Titanic VR experience where you can explore the wreckage of the Titanic and actually experience as a survivor on Lifeboat 6 as the Titanic is sinking. So you get that perspective of one of the survivors. We also just partnered recently with BBC and built the Berlin Blitz experience, which was actually built around the actual audio recordings of a reporter that was on one of those missions. And so you really get that sense that you're reliving history there. And as they built these VR experiences, Chris said, the Whalens were also working on their Engage platform which allows users to interact and share information in ways that are not possible in the real world. What is Engage? What does it do? Engage is a multi-user experience that allows us to communicate, collaborate, educate, and train in a virtual environment. And, you know, it's really interesting that we're at this place as humans where, you know, I guess the first way we really created the natural way of communicating was when we first, you know, invented the telephone. All of a sudden, we could do what we naturally do, and that is communicate through speech. And then we created video, where all of a sudden, now we can read each other's body language through a screen. And body language is so much of the communication experience. So that added to the way we were able to communicate with each other over long distances. And now, virtual reality has given us this newfound ability to literally be present with each other despite our geophysical location, where we can interact with each other as though we're in the same space with each other and interact with the environment around us much as we would in the real world, but without the limitations of the physical world, which opens up all kinds of possibilities. You know, it's all, I like to explain it, and it kind of blows people's minds when I say it this way, but the reality is we are now able to teleport our consciousness into embodied avatars to share experiences with each other. This is going to democratize education. Because I looked at this, I thought, whoa, this is going to cost a mint. How much did it cost? Yeah, it, well, we've got free version, and we've got pro version, which opens up all the tools for only $5 a month. Yeah, it's going to really change things for sure. And the tools that we have available on there are so easy to use. It does not require any sort of a skill set in knowing how to program. We've made these user-friendly tools easy enough that my mom can create lessons and share experiences on this platform as well. Let's step through this together. Suppose somebody listening is a maker. And she wants to share, let's say that she's over 50 like I am, and she wants to share information on how you do something, how you, for example, create something that she's been making for many years. What does she do? How does this work? Yeah. So the way it works, there's multiple ways that we can share information with each other on the platform. The most simple way is obviously both parties putting on an avatar, meeting together in a virtual space, 
and communicating with each other and sharing the experience that that space has to offer. The other way is I could, just as a teacher would do in front of a classroom, I can get up and actually, you know, give a full lecture with all kinds of multimedia assets at my disposal, and I can spatially record that lecture. And what I mean by spatially recording is when you play back that recording, you can spatially walk around within that recorded instance and view it from any angle as though you were there in person, even though it's a recording. It's very similar to literally winding back time, and it often blows people's mind when I do a recording of them. I then have them step a couple of feet away from where they did that recording, I replay it, and all of a sudden it's as though they're having an out-of-body experience, and they see themselves giving that lecture. And then one of the coolest things about the platform is we have what's called IFX. This is the ability to access 3D objects, sound effects, special effects, and environments. We have a virtual tablet that your avatar, that you as your avatar can pull up and literally access all of those 3D objects, reach in, pull them out of the tablet, and place them wherever you want. You can puppeteer them, you can scale them up and down, shrink them down, make them large, push them in, push them out, and completely puppeteer those IFX. You can build structures, you can build stage sets, you can save those stage sets and those scenes and then bring them up again at any time. And what's great about that is we're building a pipeline where creators who are creating their own 3D content can eventually upload those onto their own account and bring their own custom content and environments into the equation. That is so cool. Let's step through that a little bit more in detail. Suppose that we have a college professor who for the first time is going to be working with this. She can pick up 3D objects, and let's say that she's going to be teaching a class on Shakespeare in Elizabethan England. What might she do? Okay, so there's a number of things she can do. So one, she can obviously get up there and actually give the lecture like she would in real life. But because we're in virtual reality, why stick with the real world stuff? Let's really light this presentation on fire. So what she could do is bring in props, whether it's props that she creates on her own because she has that artistic skill to be able to create 3D assets, or she can go to any of the asset stores that are available and becoming very popular, like the Unity Asset Store, Sketchfab, TurboSquid, and literally download free objects or pay for objects to enhance that set or use what we've already got on the platform. And now she can build an entire stage based around the topic that she's speaking on. She can also access multimedia screens, very much like a PowerPoint presentation. She can access her OneDrive, PDF files, etc., and bring those up on a screen and not even limit herself to one screen. Maybe she wants a dozen screens. Maybe she wants a hundred-foot screen that's towering over a field in Avebury. You know, any environment becomes possible. Maybe she's bringing historical figures onto the stage. Our avatar creator, one of the cool features about that is you can take a single photo of a forward-facing selfie, basically, and in 30 seconds you can convert that automatically into a 3D avatar. And believe me, I've had so much fun just going through 
textbooks and whatnot, taking pictures of historical figures, actors, etc., and bringing them as avatars onto the stage. That is so cool. As a maker and creator yourself, what's been one of your best creative experiences working with Immersive VR Education and the Engage platform? You know, recently, and it's where I met you, Dot, was at the virtual medicine conference. And I put together a little demo to demonstrate how we can engage patients who are in the hospital setting. And I put together a little demo, which I really enjoyed, was, you know, here we have a person in a hospital that's bound to his hospital bed, essentially, and his wife is able to join him from Salt Lake City, even though he's in Los Angeles, and they can interact with each other as though she's there, which in itself is such a comforting thing to be able to do. And then I was able to take them from that environment that he had set up that reminded him of Salt Lake City. We were able to portal ourselves into the Oxford Library. Oxford is one of our partners. And we were able to have one of the professors there give us a lecture on how radiation therapy works. And, you know, there he is firing a cannon as though it's, a, you know, as though, you know, destroying cancer cells. He's firing this cannon at a castle wall inside the library. He's bringing up full-scale models of DNA to describe how that radiation works with our DNA and giving this very visual, immersive lesson to help the patient understand better the procedures that they're going to be going through. And then we talked a little bit about his stress level. So we were able to then move from the Oxford Library into a 360 immersive theater room where we could completely immerse him in tranquil nature settings to help him deal with the stress. And we went from scene to scene within that environment. So creating things like that, even though I'm actually not a developer, I'm not a technical developer, but I was able to put that together as a layman and just really tap into my own creative ideas to make that happen. And I think that's a very important point that a layperson can do this. Someone who didn't grow up with this can do this. Someone who's really not a coder can do this. Yes. Yeah. And I never even really considered myself so much of a creative person. I've always certainly been someone that appreciates art and creatives to the nth degree, but I've never really considered myself a creator. But now that I've got access to these tools that make creation so easy, I've discovered that I'm much more of a creator than I ever imagined I was. That is such a cool thing to get to discover, too. We've talked a lot about education because that's an interest for me and a lot of my listeners, but what else can we do outside of the classroom, outside of teaching people with immersive VR education? What else can we use this for? Oh, yeah. So teaching complex subjects. For example, one of our demos that we have on the platform, you can pull up a table that has an engine, and the engine is completely torn apart. There's parts laying all over the table, and you can grab these parts and, you know, physically reach in with your hands, grab those pieces, and put them in the appropriate space to literally learn how to build an engine. And that's just one example. Being able to go to historical places and relive bits of history. Being able to, you know, we have a person, a solar system ambassador, a NASA solar system ambassador that loves to put on these shows on the weekends called Excel, where he will gather us all together and take us, for example, to the Saturn V rocket and have us ride, we call it the magic couch, very similar to the magic bus 
where we can all sit on this couch and literally ride up the side of the Saturn V rocket as he's explaining all these backstories of how that rocket works and then take us to the lunar surface where we can explore the lunar module and really get that feeling that we are present there. And it's just so engaging. And what we know about VR, some of the research that's been done, is when you have an emotional reaction to your learning experience, you're more likely to remember that. And there's also something about being able to interact within a spatial area, 3D space. There's something about 3D space, which is why the memory palace techniques work so well for our memory. It helps lock in those experiences into our memory. So our recall when we learn in a virtual environment can be as high in some studies show of 90% retention, which is pretty mind-blowing to me. But it's so true. I mean, when I look back at some of the experiences I've had in VR, it really feels as though I'm remembering a real experience rather than a virtual experience. That is exciting because remembering school days, a lot of times it's learn this because I say so. Now there is no learn this because I say so. You are experiencing this. That's right. Chris, we know that nothing is perfect. People are always going to constructively criticize something, including the Engage platform. What are the constructive criticisms you've seen, and how are you addressing them? Yeah, so, you know, there's always criticisms when it comes to VR because it is a work in progress. You know, there's a lot of friction still when it comes to the hardware itself, and the cost is also a barrier. But one thing that's awesome about VR and about the Engage platform specifically is this is going to be a lifetime of evolution. I am so excited to speculate what might be coming down the pipeline a year from now, two years from now, you know, whether it's avatar evolution, whether it's the ability for creation to be able to provide even more tools that make it even easier for guests to create whatever they want. There's so much evolution still ahead of us. This is just the beginning. What's next for the adventures that immersive VR education is developing? You've got Berlin Blitz, you've got the Titanic and the Apollo 11. Can you tell me about anything else that we might be watching for coming down the pike? Well, we do have another experience that we will be announcing soon. It's a bit early for me to make that announcement, but we do have another experience targeted for this year's release, and I'm very much looking forward to that. So, yeah, there's not a lot I can talk about, but I can say one of the things I am excited about is finishing this pipeline for creatives to load up their own custom content. I think that's just going to open the world. And giving people the opportunity to record their experiences and lessons and upload those onto our marketplace where they can distribute that to a global audience or set up events on our event calendar where if they're a specialist in a particular topic and they want a global audience, they can now have that global audience. We have uh, one of my dear friend Steve Banbury, who's based in Dubai, does what's called a CPD and VR event every month. And this is for professional development. And we will have luminaries from various fields come on and talk about the topics of interest. And we fill those rooms up. You can have about 40 people in a room together is about our max currently. And we fill those rooms up. And we have people joining us from countries all around the world simultaneously to experience those sorts of things. So being able to give people a global audience for experiences, I think is just, it blows my mind, to be honest. 
you know anybody who's listening right now who's a maker or creative is saying, when's this pipeline going to be ready? Is there a projected date? Yeah, I can't really give any dates on that, but the events and all of that, that's all live now. So people can actually record lessons right now and use all the IFX. We have over a 1,000 IFX items and special effects and whatnot. And remember, you can bring in all your media stuff as well. So you can make right now today some very compelling lessons and give some live events that are very intriguing and engaging. Let's be sure and give your link before we go on. Yes, so you can check out Engage at www.engagevr.io. Engagevr.io. The I.O., I think, is because it's based in Ireland. Is that correct? We are based in Waterford, Ireland, yes. Wow. Before we have to wrap up, Chris, if people could only get one thing from you, as someone working in VR and in XR, because a lot of what we've talked about has actually been mixed reality, about innovation, creativity, and making a difference, what would you want them to take away? That art no longer needs to be a passive experience. That despite geophysical location, we can now create experiential art in which multi-users can interact with each other. And that opens up all kinds of things. This has been great. Thank you for your time today. Thank you, Dot. You and I have been listening to Chris Madsen, business developer for Dublin-based VR and AR software firm Immersive VR Education. If you'd like to know more about Immersive VR Education's Engage platform, check out engagevr.io. That's engagevr.io. And take a look at their website, immersivevreducation.com, to find out more about their three current virtual reality documentary experiences, Apollo 11 VR, Titanic VR, and 1943 Berlin Blitz. That's immersivevreducation.com. And that concludes this edition of Over Coffee. Thank you for listening. Listen to more Over Coffee podcasts at twomavericks.com. That's two. T-W-O, Mavericks, M-A-V-E-R-I-X, twomavericks.com. And you can contact us at twomavericks at gmail.com. The music you're hearing is royalty-free production music provided by Pond5 at pond5.com. I'm Dot Cannon. Here's wishing you a cappuccino day.